Retro Rebel Gamecast, episode 28, is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics for you to listen. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. If you want to see more from us, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon slash Temple of Geek. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel host, Amanda. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I may you, have been mid-yawn. Caught you mid-yawn, <laughs> I think. Yes, absolutely. Sorry about that. Well, so what's been going on, Amanda? How you been? Yeah, good, good. good. Got some new games that I uh, managed to play Did you? with my brother. Yeah. So, tell us. Do tell. Well, uh, we, we've we been playing For Honor, um, which I, I know we haven't talked about yet, because uh, I wanted to spend a bit more time getting into the game but unfortunately yesterday for over an hour and a half we tried to play multiplayer in the story mode um cooperative and the servers are just trash it kept saying desynced um and then it'd kick you back to the main title screen we only made it 30 seconds into the second um set of of chapter content which is um the vikings Okay. You have okay. to do it in order, unfortunately. You can't choose if you want to do samurai first or whatever, which is odd. Um, so you have to start with knights first, and then you have to go to Vikings, and then you have to do uh, samurai afterwards if it's your first time playing through the campaign. And, um, you know, I, I may have mentioned this in the past, but I just feel like the combat on it, they went for ultra realism, which yeah. just makes it ultra slow. Uh, there's an yeah. emphasis on blocking. Uh, is a huge issue. Uh, your character just starts falling over, which I find massively unbelievable because if you're a warrior and this is what you do, I imagine that you could kill more than two or three people without falling over. Right. So. And. You know, maybe it's just not my thing, but the server thing was uh, really disappointing. We only made it 30 seconds into uh, the second chapter, and then it would kick us back out again, and then another 30 seconds uh, of the same 30 seconds, <laughs> and then we get kicked out again. Um, my brother was saying their their servers are have been hit or miss lately. We didn't. And play a little Eve. I had picked up that title in a long time. Which title was that again? It it, it broke out for just Evolve. Like, Evolve, okay. Yeah, so it recently went free to play for, I think, Games with Gold um, a few months ago. And I downloaded it because I had bought my brother a copy for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, first time that we played together. And it really does benefit from playing with people that you know. Yeah. Um, because you're obviously trying to outsmart one other person who is playing as the monster. Um, when you're playing cooperatively, obviously you can't be the monster. That yeah, doesn't right. make much sense. No. Um, but it 
the communication is super important. It's important to be able to say where you are and what you're doing. I usually play as healer or support, so it's important for me to communicate if my health is getting low and I need aggro drawn off me or, you know, I'm about to die and need somebody to come and resurrect me. Um, but is about it, to die. <laughs> exactly. It was really fun. Um, I, I think they've changed and made some improvements to the gameplay since the last time I played it, which was around the time when it came out. Right. It was another one of those games that just went wrong for all the the wrong reasons they yeah. got super greedy they started oh, yeah. selling crazy packs and I, it was a big like scandal Huge at the time pre-sale just shit show yeah but now the games with gold uh version it seems to have released every character that they have what i understand you got all of that stuff yeah um and it, it was pretty pretty fun i i will say that when you go into the rank matches now they do like 10 rounds of placement matches yeah which is i think maybe a bit much for placement matches so if you think about it you know you kind of want to know what your rank is that's part of the fun of these sort of games and to have to play 10 rounds they're long matches as well they're like 30 minute situations in most instances you're gonna go through all every you know evolution depending who you play with they might not even be that good um although we did have a monster <laughs> who dc'd uh bef right when the match was starting yeah. so the monster was just there and of course we killed it oh, uh yeah. kick it in yeah in take it got a, b a bunch of rare achievements for killing the monster without doing any uh, getting any damage ourselves which was Damn you it. know i felt bad for the other player but i got a diamond achievement for nothing oh. which is great um but yeah i i feel like this new version of it is much better it's still not a great game yeah but i think it's decently playable and it's good for co-op and the servers are robust and it didn't take forever for matchmaking to happen i think maybe we waited like two minutes to find a match and considering it's a fairly old game and it's not even games with gold this month um i felt like that wasn't bad so yeah i i was pretty satisfied with that experience and i'm still not sold on for honor so that's my update <laughs> well so for uh, just to, to clear the record or to to clarify for my own well-being if you download a game with Games with Gold, you you have that game as long as you pay for your Xbox Gold. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can uninstall it and reinstall it whenever you because want. Because I have Evolve as well, so that may be a game that we can just you know run around and get the hell beat out of us. Um, that that would be perfection. perfection. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, another one for us to stream. So, okay, well, good deal. I I, I was curious about that because I started to play it and I downloaded it and I booted it up and got into it whenever it was on Games with Gold and uh, and immediately was lost. Uh, wasn't I mean it's I'm not a I'm not stupid when it comes to games. I understand I can usually pick up stuff pretty quickly. Um, if it is a shooter, that doesn't mean I'll be good at it, but I can understand the controls are fairly similar with most of these games. Um. I still wasn't really sure what I was supposed to do, and it wasn't fun right off the bat playing by myself. So I would much rather do that with someone else uh, or play with someone else in a game like that, especially one that's multiplayer only, right? It's um, Yeah. Yeah. So that being the case, uh, yeah, it, it kind of shot itself in the foot right out the gate. How many cliches could I put in that sentence? Um, a lot. One more at least. I could have fit one more. 
Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Anyway, it just, it really did, uh, it, it, it kind of killed itself with, you know, all the pre-order stuff and, and, you know, the negative publicity that it got. Because I was actually kind of fired up for it when it when they started talking about it from the beginning, about what you could do and what it was about. Um, you know, the premise of the game was very interesting to me. Um, in terms of gaming, for me, uh, I honestly haven't been very active, so this will this will be my turn to to have not really played anything uh, as of lately. Uh... I know well. I mean, I I looked at the games with gold to to just kind of see what's going on. Uh, what's going on there? I, I wasn't real fired up about the Xbox games. Yeah, um, no, they were lame this month. Yeah, so uh, I looked at them and I was like, I don't even want to wait for those to download. So, I mean, it wasn't worth that. Um, I have a couple that I'm that I have uh, updated so that I could play them. Um, one of them, I think, what is? Uh, it's the. Uh, the the game where and it was the one that you actually uh, you were really high on before you downloaded it and then you played it and it was no good. I wanted to at least give it a shot. It's the one where you're dead, you see yourself get killed and you're kind of a ghost and you have to kind of track down who. Oh yeah, murder soul suspect. Yeah, Forget murder, soul, that game. Forget oh my that. god, no, <laughs> no. Not when good, you huh? start warging into cats, forget it. Well, yeah, I forgot. Maybe I just needed to mention it so you could talk me out of it again. I you know, know, it's really not worth it. What I would recommend is Sherlock Holmes Crime and Punishment. If that's the sort of thing that yeah. you like, like Solving Mysteries, that yeah. is a much better game. And if the puzzle is too hard, you can skip it, which I thought was nice, Murdered Soul Suspect. You just, uh, I don't know. It was just like like trying to find glowies and warging into cats, and I didn't like it. I don't even like cats. Well, there was another, uh, another game I was looking through that were... Uh, discounted with games or games with gold and uh one of them that was discounted was a game called agatha christie's abc's a murder or something like that um it's a it's similar to the sherlock holmes uh game in that it is another mystery game there are a number of mysteries that you solve um it's uh it's it's not like you're it's more of like an adventure game type where you you do control a character and you go place to place and you look up and you Select items, you have to find items, and then you can actually interpret. It's a lot like, actually, L.A. Noor, where you're interpreting, uh, you have to interrogate suspects, you have to interpret their response to it, you know, are they lying, are they not lying, things like that. Uh, I'm imagining it's not on the scale that L.A. Noor was, Noir. Um, Probably not. It sounds like a little bit more low budget. Uh, the hard thing that I find with games like that when they offer them for sale, I've noticed that typically within the next two or three months that ends up being a games with gold title yeah so i i really just save my money and wait you know like just cause three is going to be a game with uh playstation plus next month and see i've got both of them just because i've got a debit 5000 um so you know good (laughs) good good direct debit 5000 get it right trademark trademark <laughs> forgot about that yeah so um yeah i i've got that so i'm definitely uh <laughs> definitely that's a that's a game I, i'm actually looking for uh 
but and I look at both of the I look at the PlayStation and I look at the Xbox for those types of games because I mean I'm you're playing a nominal fee it's not it's not overly expensive and I would and and they have typically been at least one or two games that I've been interested in and I feel like it's warranted the price uh, that I pay for that especially if there's a lot of games that I'm not really interested in paying full price for just because I don't feel like they're worth it or I don't have the time to invest in them and stuff like that these other smaller games definitely are tend to be right up my alley. And as I said on the last episode, uh, I've got a baby on the way. So lots of Everwing. Lots and lots <laughs> of Everwing. So, um, Well, all right. Well, good deal. Um, today we're going to talk about something a little bit different. It's still in the same family, so maybe even like a part two to the last episode's discussion on media. But I wanted to talk about gaming experiences that weren't covered properly in the media. Uh, and, and the use of the, of the M rating, you know, is it used enough? Is it, is it too liberal, uh, you know, or not enough? So, but first I want to talk about, you know, gaming experiences over the course of your, ex, you know, your, your lifetime, you know, of gaming, has there ever been anything that you've seen that isn't, hasn't been covered properly or maybe was, uh, overhyped or, or, you know, didn't get a fair shake or there was, you know, inequity somewhere in the way that it was treated. Uh, anything that you can think of, or or any series of games, uh, maybe that were treated that way. I feel like, you know, I may be misremembering this, but when, um, oh God, what's the name of the game now? The Peter Molyneux game. Black Fable. and white or Fable? No, Fable. When Fable came out. Um, I definitely remember there being like a lot of controversy about the fact that you can like bone prostitutes in the game and you yeah. can like get condoms and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I remember everybody like freaking out about that. And now that it's, you know, oh God, it's probably 15 years on um, from the original. Yeah. But now games are just so much. To black um, yeah. funny English sounds you know like it when I say fade to black it was just black it just went black it, there there was nothing to see at <laughs> all yeah um, so I remember a lot of hullabaloo about that it was it was a big deal you know people were freaking out about it and yet there was absolutely nothing to even see you know yeah. <laughs> like there like nothing at all so no, it's pretty just, lame, actually, to be honest. Yeah, it was super strange. Um, and then when the first Dragon Age came out, I remember there was controversy about the bisexual nature of um, Zevran. And everyone was like, oh, that's not acceptable, that's not acceptable. And there was a huge hullabaloo about this bisexual character. I feel like there was more than one. Yeah, because Liana was lesbian. Um, but that was like really thrown out of proportion as well. And once again, fast forward, like there was really nothing to see in that. Right. And yet now games are even more, you know, uh, risque than that with the same rating, might I add, um, which will of course segue us into the rating conversation. But those are just yeah. two examples that I definitely remember people, you know, Oh, and um, the Call of Duty, where they you played a terrorist and you 
went and shot up an air board. Now, did you do that? Did you play that particular game? Did I play that? No, I didn't. To be honest, I I don't play the Call of Duties because uh, generally their stories aren't that great. What do you mean? <laughs> but no, I didn't play that one. But once again, I don't know. It was maybe they were trying to say something about the time that we live in, you know, and, and you know, that was a commentary they were trying to make. But yeah. I just, it's still not real life. So in general, I find any hullabaloo about art pretty weird. You know, right. no one is getting hurt and it's not real. So, yeah. Mm, you and know, you but can that easily tends to be not me. look at it. Like you can easily not play it or not look at it. It's not something that's being forced upon you, you know. Um, I completely, I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, in, in the, in the in Australia, I know that they're a little bit more strict on some of this stuff than even we are here in the states. Um, you know, on the in on the Call of Duty topic, um, I actually played that game and I played that particular part uh, of the game, and I feel like you could have taken it kind of two ways. If you had a brain in your head and you weren't just checking it at the door while you played it, I think that um, it could have gone two ways. You either you you feel like you're a part of the game and you're you that is the character that you're playing and you're shooting you know innocent civilians because that's what's being asked of you or like I took it as I didn't shoot one person you don't have to shoot anybody I was like appalled I was like oh my god I can't believe that they're doing this uh, and and you're just I was like witnessing how people were just kind of getting mowed down so it, you didn't have to necessarily take part in it. Um, I thought of it as, you know, just the, the spectacle alone was so powerful, I feel like. And that was kind of the message. If if a Call of Duty ever had a message, it might have been that particular uh, iteration of it, that that uh, sequel to the series, that actually had anything kind of to say at all. Uh, maybe, the, maybe Black Ops did as well, um, with all the, you know, backtracking and hallucinations and voices that were in your head, things like that, and the twist that, that kind of came towards the end of that game. But, um, yeah, that was, I mean, it was controversial, and I think it was worth noting, but I think there were some people that took it too far and maybe even made something of it that it really wasn't. Um, you know, and and because uh, as terrible as it was, it definitely wasn't glorifying it. Um, and yeah. I think that's the point, uh, that it wasn't doing that. Um, on the note of just not covering things properly and, and things getting blown out of proportion ridiculously, um, back in the 90s when the glorious Sega CD was out, uh, which I was a big fan of, might be one of the few people in the history of the world that was a fan of the Sega CD. Loved it, even though it had like four games that were worth a damn. Um, one of the first games that came out right in the middle of my pubescent years was a game called night trap uh if you know anything about this particular game it's a game where basically you uh you have to thwart all of these these i don't even know if they were monsters i just know they were people in masks that were coming to kill and and uh kidnap these women that were at a slumber party or something to that effect it was i mean the premise of the game was just damn terrible it was the worst um but it didn't show anything. What it had was it was a lot of the, uh, you know, the uh, pre-rendered type footage 
where, you know, just like, did you ever play the Sega CD at all? I know that was a little bit before you were big into uh, gaming. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Watch, if you ever get a chance and you're bored and you're, you know, you know in between. Uh, I've heard of this game, though, because wasn't Nitro. it part like reality TV? Well, yeah, that's what it was. It yeah. was like film, it was footage of people like kind of pixelated into the game. So it's like you really got to see people. So it was pixelated people to them for the most part on a, on a CD and you were intervening and you had all these cameras that you had to continue continuously check like five nights at Freddy's and you had to look in from room to room and make sure that nobody was sneaking in to get the people in the house. <laughs> and, uh, I think there was a way you could thwart them. Again, I'm not pretending like I don't know how to play it. I honestly haven't played it in so long. I don't remember, and I didn't look it up. Um, but I remember how you know people were up in arms, and and the media was covering it like it was pornography, and and it was and it really was no worse than like the Sears catalog. And no kids, y'all don't know what that is. Uh, a Victoria's Secret catalog would have been ten times worse. You know, Victoria's Secret stopped the production of their catalog in 2016. I learned that the other day. I did not know that. That is interesting. You are welcome. All of you kids are missing out. Um, so anyway, they yeah. So for that reason, uh, it was it definitely was pretty tame. Uh, all things considered, you got to see things much worse. In the 80s, they had movies that were rated PG that had nudity in it, male and female nudity in it. And it was like, oh, but it was only a little bit of nudity, and we're doing a lot of coke, so this is PG. That was the 80s. Um, yay, yeah, 80s. Yeah, yay, 80s. Exactly. Kids, you missed out on that as well. Um, so, you know, and those movies would come out in the middle of the afternoon, so it wasn't that big of a deal. This game was blown out of proportion. It was a terrible game to begin with. It happened to be one of the release titles uh, for the, uh, and you know, Sewer Shark was the, another game that came out right at the same time. It was like a, the game that came with your Sega CD and it was kind of the same in that it was filmed footage and then it would cut to really rudimentary type game footage. And then it would go back to these pre filmed, uh, things that based on whatever you did in your performance, it would go to a particular scene. If you did well, you got the good scene. If you did bad, you got the bad scene. Um, you know, so anyway, Terrible game, definitely misrepresented in the media. Um, uh, another game in the same area, uh, same era, really. It was, it was actually, um, I think it was one game generation before, uh, because it was the Sega Genesis, was when Mortal Kombat came out, and Mortal Kombat was the first game of its kind to actually have the blood at the in the home console and to to push this M rating, you know, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, so you, you know, you had, uh, you had, and it was not a good representation of what the arcade game was like, but it did show all the blood. Um, not that it was realistic, um, you know, or anything like that. And, and the, and gameplay was fairly rudimentary, especially if you were comparing that game to something like Street Fighter, which was out at the same time, didn't show blood, but was much more complex in the gameplay, you know, and I wasn't much of a fighting game person. But it was the first game that uh, was there was enough uh, enough blowback from oh my god there's blood and and uh, is this a mature title that um, it made getting the game and actually probably helped sell the game to a lot of people <laughs> if not more than anything else you know so um, and then lastly uh, another game and I'm sure there are a ton of games that have been 
treated this way. But another game that just stood out, and this is in you know in the in the recent uh, gaming history, was um, Mass Effect. And Mass Effect's the love scenes uh, in where you you know you you got a love interest, and, and you could pursue a number of different interests, um, and the idea that there was any kind of simulated sex at the end of that relationship, like once you cultivated that relationship up to a certain point. And if you I remember, cultivated, <laughs> cultivated was as, as trying to be as non-sexual as possible and because it's not like if, if you watch the scenes especially in the mass effect you you did there was nothing arousing about the scene um not not really not in mass effect anyway and in my opinion you you know you i i enjoyed the relationships that you got to develop but you you know the the sex scene was was not it really wasn't a sex scene it was like uh you you got to that point and kind of like fable it just cut away. You know, you get right up until maybe you had talked her in, talked her or him into. Um, and I, were you able to? Do you remember in Mass Effect if you could have a male or female? If you were male, could you pursue a male? Interest? I think you could. I think there was one. I'm I know not you could certain. in Mass Effect three. I don't know if you could in, in Mass Effect one. I ca- I can't remember for certain. I, I feel like there was one. Could you maybe. pursue Garrus like if you wanted to? I can't remember. No, not all of them were. Not all of them were, but I feel like there was one for sure. Yeah, because I think you could eventually pursue Garrus. Um, regardless, um, the the idea that it was—I mean, it was on CNN. That was one where it was on <laughs> CNN, and they were actually interviewing people about it. And you know, and and the bottom line is, again, um, I think gaming media or gaming in general has been misunderstood in the media that you have people who for many years were not really gamers who were trying to report on and, and give their interpretation about this medium without really any experience in it, which kind of brings me to this next point. You know, the use of the mature rating or the M rating, is it, do we, do you think that it's used properly? Is it too liberal at this point or, you know, what do you, what is your, What's your opinion on the M rating and how it's being used? And is there can we make it better? You know. Well, I I can make a concrete example that shows that games have it harder. So here in the UK, at least, um, the rating for Grand Theft Auto Five was an M rating, so it's eighteen plus. Right. The rating for Game of Thrones is Peggy sixteen, sixteen plus. There's a lot more going on in Game of Thrones oh, than yeah. there is in Grand Theft Auto. If you saw the last episode, um... uh huh, <laughs> I did, I did. I mean, just paint the picture of having a sex slave and a eunuch in a room and a sex scene. There you go. That's spoiler alert. Um, that was unusual, to unusual say the least. to say the least. So anyway, but, as you were saying. I I feel like the reason why they are hard on games, and I don't agree with it, is because in games you have a sense of agency. So you are doing these things. You are making this happen. You are shooting people and torturing them and whatever else you're doing in the game. So therefore, they follow that it is somehow more damaging. But 
I think that if you're going on salubriousness and solicitness and, you know, just general smut factor. I like it. That was alliteration, folks. We try here. Uh, I think it's hard for you to say that it's fine for a 16-year-old to watch Game of Thrones, but they can't play Grand Theft Auto. You know, I I just find that if you say that a 16-year-old – and look, it's not for me to say what age you think people should consume anything. I think that's for their parents to say if they're still living underneath their parents' roof. Um, I think it's for them to say whether or not they can have the material. So I I do find ratings bizarre in that sense. Um, But, you know, the idea if you say 16 is fine for what is – inarguably a more visceral and smutty show. (laughs) You know, it seems weird to say that you, you know, you can't pay a hooker and then beat her up and then take the money back. You know, what do you mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to learn life skills one way or another. You know, I think the, that ratings serve zero purpose because when you hold several titles of the same rating next to each other, there is always a scale of right, what yeah. is worse. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, even rated R films, there's a huge disparity between rated R films, whether you're going to get two or three F-bombs or whether or not you're going to see someone get their eye pulled out, like right. in Kill Bill, for example. You know, it yeah, it's hostile. very extreme scale. So what I find more useful about ratings is actually the box underneath them that explains why they've been given that rating. I don't think you need to give them a rating at all. Just have that box. Yeah. Because then when parents are looking at the back of the game, they'll know exactly whether or not the content contained is something they want their children to see. Yeah. Like I, I would say that, yeah, shooting and bloodiness and violence is not great, but there's a huge difference in the type of violence that you see in a movie that arguably would glorify it, like Scarface or something like that, and the type of violence that you get in a game where you're shooting bad guys. You know, it, yeah, it's yeah. kind of giving you a bit of a different message. You know, you're more of a vigilante in that scenario, which, you know, isn't the best thing, but at least <laughs> it's better. Um, right. So I would say in a nutshell, the ratings aren't applied fairly across the board. And they have an incredibly difficult job because – is it just a counting game? Do you count how much nudity there is? You know, like, uh, yeah. is that what we need to get? You know, at what point is something okay for someone who's 16 and not okay for someone who's 14 or 13? Uh, I think that's really difficult to tell. I mean, I don't have any kids myself, but I feel like I was relatively clued in about the same at 18 that I was at 16. You know, right. generally dumb. So, right. you know, I, I, I don't know at what point, to be fair, sometimes when I watch films, usually films, because they tend to be more graphic for the rating that they get. Um, but when I watch films, sometimes they are profoundly upsetting to where yeah. I don't watch them again. Yeah. I, I think that that I mean it's such an interesting dynamic because we get into topics that that maybe are beyond the scope of what I'm 
not necessarily prepared, but maybe qualified to talk about. But when we, when you're comparing films and, and, and I think that's really what we're talking about is movie films and, and gaming, uh, because books are their own entity in this. And, you know, in a way, a lot of ways, you know, your a book is as engaging as the reader allows it to be, you know, or is able to make it with, you know, movies and, and, and uh, TV shows, it's a, more of a passive experience. So you're kind of on this ride and, and they are trying to manipulate your emotions, making you feel a particular way. But because it's passive, I feel like it's a little bit easier to feel some of that stuff sometimes because you're, if you're engaged, you know, you don't have to make the decisions. They make the decisions. Uh, and so that's part of that manipulating you. When you're playing a game, you're making the decision. And so sometimes in the heat of the moment, you don't have time to really weigh pros and cons, the good and the bad, how you're going to feel after you make this decision. Um, it's only after the fact and maybe later on, if it's thought provoking at all, that maybe you went back and thought about it. Um, and again, that's my opinion. And there's, it's so nuanced that it's, I think it'd be difficult to, uh, I mean, that's a topic in and of itself. I imagine, um, I personally like the ratings. Uh, I don't know that it's too liberal. I'm with you though, in that it should be more of a suggestion than anything else. I'm going to inform you of this is this this is an m rating or or this has these things in it it's got nudity it's got profanity it's got sexual themes or whatever and it is an a mature level of that whatever that means to you or it's you know a teen level of it has these things in it but it's a teen level so you know there's no nudity there's but there are some themes um and 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 as a you know a connoisseur and someone who does have kids I'm much more in the know because I'm still heavily into technology. I still play games. I go watch movies very regularly. I'm up on most of the shows that aren't garbage. Uh, and the ones that are garbage, because I have kids and I want to be a responsible parent, I try to know as much about them as I can. You know, I watched 13 Reasons Why, and I was actually completely hooked on that show. And my kids won't be able to watch that without me, and they can't watch it by themselves until they're out of this house. It's just one of those shows, it's like I feel like you need to be aware of and be responsible just because of the topic and the, or the subject matter. Um, but as a, you know, back to the, the gaming, I like the, I like the idea of the ratings only because I think it's, a, it's like a, a quick check or a quick, uh, a quick evaluation of what this product is. And I can say right off the bat, no, you don't need it, or yes, you do. Or if I need to know more about it, okay, it's mature. Well, it's violence and this and this and this. Well, okay, I, I think that based on what this says the content is, that even though it's mature, I think it's okay for you to have. I think it would be okay see, for my kids. I can I can see that point, but I feel like video games are rated more harshly oh, than television 100%. movies are. For example, yeah. do you know what rating Telltale's The Walking Dead is? No. Mature. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah game of thrones is not rated ma yeah and it should be and like maybe it's backwards there because here i don't well i know for a fact that uh that game of thrones is ma here in the states and i i think game of thrones or i think the telltale games most of them actually are mature just because of the language if nothing else um, yeah, but that's so weird because Game of Thrones is so much more disturbing for sure. than 
yeah. than The Walking Dead is the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's cartoon people. It's not even real people. You know what I mean? And I feel like The Walking Dead has more redeeming qualities. You know, Game of Thrones is interesting and it's great television and I love watching it and right. I, you know, that's fine. But it doesn't teach me how to live my life. It doesn't right. show me what kind of person that I am. And I feel right. like Telltale Games try to do that for by sure. showing you the consequences for your actions. So if I was going to choose between those two and all I had was the rating, I would find that incredibly difficult yeah. because the rating doesn't really give you enough information. Yeah, it might tell you what's in it, but yeah. it doesn't tell you the context. Well, and I think that part of the problem in this instance, too, though, is that you've got Juxt- if you if you have uh, Game of Thrones and Telltale Games juxtaposed, and you're looking at, and you're comparing these two, there's just no comparison. And you've got one that's actually kind of rated less, or on a on a scale that's safer for adolescents to to consume than something that should not be. You know, sh- the the Telltale Games should be more accessible, and and uh, Game of Thrones should not be. You know, Game of Thrones should be more. Uh, it's more adult. Uh, I don't. You're you are absolutely correct that games are getting the harsh end of all of this, and they're not being fairly treated in terms of how they're being rated. And again, I think it has to do with the fact that the peop the powers that be don't understand this medium. I mean, there have been studies that that have been recently published. And again, I'm not just saying there have been studies. I mean, I can go f- cite them. And if you want to know in the comments, I will gladly do so. It's kind of part of my day job but i will (laughs) but there are there are studies that have been published by in peer-reviewed journals by researchers who look at this as their profession um that that say that there is no there is no link there is no correlation to violence in video games and people in life in their real lives being violent Uh, that there's no causal there's no there's no relationship causal link yeah, causal link. There's no, not, there's no relationship, which is even that's a step down from cause. You know, we're t- looking at correlation, and there's no correlation. So, you know, w- with that being said, it's like, can you say the same thing? I mean, they tried to say the same thing about music. Uh, they've tried, you know, I'm sure they still say this, some of the same things about uh, 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 television. If you, I mean, if you have you seen Preacher? Have you watched any of the show Preacher? I, I have, yeah. Uh, and if you think one of those shows is violent, um, <laughs> having somebody r- literally rip your tongue out of your head uh, on television, I mean, it's, it's more violent than than uh, Walking Dead by a mile uh, or more. By Except miles. for maybe when, spoiler alert, the eyeball popping out of the skull, that was pretty gruesome. In uh, Walking Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, but you know, I think that they may have even warned you in that in that episode, you know, that it was going to be graphic and disturbing and, you know, right before that episode started that maybe, you know, if you're pregnant, you may your labor may be induced or something. I don't remember. But it, they said that <laughs> it was going to be uh traumatic. So But I, I feel like the best rating system, the one that I use is as a grown adult, would you cringe if any particular scene of this movie or game was played in front of your parents? And if the answer is yes, then you should watch it alone. <laughs> yeah. Then it is mature. 
because I am a grown adult and there are still some like TV shows and movies and stuff that I would never in a million years watch in front of my parents. Just the Absolutely. awkward, cringe inducing horror. No. Absolutely. There's a Paul Rudd movie and off the top of my head. I can't remember uh, who, who else. I mean, I know who's in it. I can't remember the title, but it, it's got a um, Jason, uh, the guy that did the Muppet movie and uh, invented the new Muppet or whatever. He Jason sees something. Anyway, he was in um, when, uh, when I Met Your Mother. Anyway, uh, in that movie, there's a scene right at the very beginning when he gets a phone call. Or she gets a phone call, uh, and it comes up on Bluetooth. So he and or she and her fiance are in the car. The girl that calls that's on Bluetooth doesn't know the fiance's in the car, and they start talking about like sex with him in the car, and they get extremely graphic about uh, oral sex. And yeah. I watched that with my parents in the room, and I was like, "There's no nudity in this. In fact, the language is actually not that bad." But what they started talking about at the very fucking beginning of this movie had me so mortified <laughs> to sit there, and I was like, "I just wanted to melt into the couch." And I was probably in my late twenties, you know, I'm, or maybe even thirty years old, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, "I cannot believe that I want to die." So, but you know what's funny about that? That will make you melt in the couch. Someone's brain gets blood all over the place. It just makes you go, ew, but yeah, not cringe. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't cringe and maybe high-five my dad. You know, it was weird. So, yeah. I could uh, I could watch Predator movies all day with my family, but I'm yeah. not watching a single episode of Game of Thrones. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can't do it. Can't do it. Yep, Dad, we're going to watch this in separate rooms. You and mom can go in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk so there about we go. it later. The, yeah. We can trademark that. The new rating system. Would you cringe in front of your parents? If yep. it's yes, then yes. Do, play it alone. Yes, play it alone. That's right. That's all you need to know. That's all you really... In fact, the little box now at the bottom will say, you will cringe if you play this with your parents. And that's it. That's all you needed to know. Started. Started. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Won't buy this one. Won't play this one with my... Yeah. Kids can't have this. So. See, that's what, that's what that's what's hard about Netflix. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you. They don't shit. tell you any of that. Everything's mature too. It's like, well, why is it mature? Oh my God, this is soft porn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Like Orange is the New Black. Just yeah. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> well, that topic is brought to you by our sponsor, <laughs> Audible.com. I'm sure they're happy to be sponsored right <laughs> now. Oh, I'm sure you're happy to be sponsored by. Yeah, thank you, Audible, for that. Check out Audible's trial service by heading to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast and receive a free audiobook download and 30-day trial and check out their service. They're not mature. We're not mature. Amanda, <laughs> what's, our, what's our recommendation today? Uh, our recommendation today is uh, Dennis E. Taylor's We Are Legion, We Are Bob. Um, and it is basically about a guy who sold his software company and he gets uploaded into computer hardware and is like looking for habitable planets. Um, and there's so a bit of controversy. No, no. Um, there's like a bit of controversy. They're like in a bit of a space race. Um, and it's a pretty cool, it's a audible original. 
Um, It is one of the highest rated Audible originals at the moment. It's nine hours and 30 minutes, and it's in a series called Bobverse, which I just find really charming. (laughs) So it's on my list of things to uh, have a listen to, so I thought I'd recommend it today. Well, fantastic, and that's high praise from someone who typically watches things. So if she's willing to listen to it, that's that's a good thing. Hey, I gotta go to the gym sometime. So, Absolutely, you know. yeah, at least nine hours worth. So you can head over to audibletrial.com/slash/todcast to get that free title now, or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com/slash/todcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Topic number two. That one went a little long. That that was good though. I thought that was good. Topic two. Now, comparing things, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, so this this topic may may be a little bit shorter. But compared to other media, and this includes books, movies, TV, everything else, do you think games are more or less violent? So what would what would what are our probably most violent mediums, and maybe we can even rank them from there? Well, I I would say that. If it's a game that's more on rails, where you don't have much of a choice, the torture scene in, what was it, Grand Theft Auto, comes to mind, where you don't have a choice. You have got to torture this guy, end of. That I found more disturbing than the average sort of action flick, because your sense of autonomy is gone, but you're still having to do it. Right. But... I feel like that's an extreme example and it was set up that way to make you feel a certain way. And I feel like it was successful at doing that. Um, but generally speaking, because the graphics aren't there, um, and they just aren't, that it doesn't look like real life and it won't for a while. You still have to suspend disbelief and subconsciously, you know, it isn't real even easier than you know that a film isn't real. Yeah. Um, I feel like films go for this ultra realism. You know, they, they, they really, can for sure. yeah. they can. So all of the, the gore and everything like that looks much more realistic than a game has ever been able to do. Games are good and they're good at that. And they are. As far as body count or uh, blood splatter or whatever than most movies. But because, in my opinion, they haven't gotten as good a graphics as they can, um, that you have to suspend disbelief quite a bit more than you do when you're watching a film. You know, there are some films or TV shows or whatever where there's a particular scene where it's so cringe-inducing, I have to look away because, you know, they're doing surgery or something like that, and I just feel a bit nauseated. Yeah. So I think if it could... You're on the scale of disbelief. You're real slim, you know, where it's almost real, you know, where you know it's not really happening to that person, but it looks so real that you yeah. can... In the scenario... Um, it looks so real that you can imagine the scenario where it is happening. So I would say that until video games are as real life looking as TV and movies are, then they can never be as violent yeah. because the violence they show 
doesn't really induce that cringe factor with the one exception of when your autonomy is removed from you and you're forced to physically do something emotionally upsetting in a violent way. Yeah. Now, did you No, you didn't. I was about to I answered my own question. Did you get to play the uh, VR version of Resident Evil on the on the PlayStation 4? No, no. Yeah. Um, uh, well, along the same, well, and I'll get to that. But basically, um, I I completely agree with you. I think that uh, there is a you're removed enough because it's it just doesn't look real in gaming. Um, it, to me, it's like cartoon violence. Um, so cartoon violence is violent, obviously. I mean, but there's been a debate since the you know 50s, 60s, 70s about. Looney Tunes cartoons and, you know, and how violent, uh, you know, to the coyote and how the roadrunner keeps whooping his ass or making him whoop his own ass, uh, you know, and, and is that does that have an effect on kids uh, and, and their their view of violence and things like that? Um, I don't know that there are enough there are even enough examples of games that are even close to something like Saw or Hostel or. Uh, the human centipede, or just ridiculously overly hyper violent, hyper realistic, uh, you know, just completely debaucherously, grotesquely skewed to like one, you know, to one side of the spectrum in terms of violence, uh, or even just you know generally violent. You may have people who who punch people, or uh, you know, or, or um, action films where you have uh, martial artists, you know, doing certain things. I mean. I, because of the passive experience, even even that, I, I I still think that the movies are much more violent and 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 much more influential if they were influential at all, which I really don't think that they are. Um, and you know, again, I but I don't I don't enjoy you know violent movies for the sake of violence. I don't enjoy horror movies for the sake of, you know, the, that are overly violent or, you know, uh, I think it's torture porn and things like that where you got movies like uh, Hostel and... and uh, yeah, I don't like those kind of movies yeah, either. They don't they don't interest me in any way. But know? I think they appeal to a different sort of person. I think yeah. most people, they like to think that they're inherently good, so right. they don't like to watch any films or play any games where they're not the good guy. Right. You know, or, at, or at least you can't justify the actions of the protagonist, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I, I mean, you know, I won't pretend to know what somebody who likes movies like Hostel thinks. Right, and I, um, I don't want to even venture that way, you know? But I know games that have garnered massive controversy in the past, like that game Hatred, which is yeah, where you're yeah. the trench coat guy and you're just like mowing down cops or whatever. Yeah. That game had absolutely no redeeming value. And yeah, it had its fans. I hope, ironically, um, because I don't, I can't understand what sort of worthwhile message or, you know, useful glimpse of life was being shown by that piece of art for lack of a better word. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, back in the eighties um, and maybe you saw this, it was eighties, early nineties. There was a series of movies called faces of death. Did you ever see any of those? No. Okay. They came out in the theaters at one point. I was too young to see them. 
I had always heard of them as a kid, and and uh, from what I understood, they were. And back then, I wouldn't put it past people to have actually filmed people dying, and then make you know, uh, put all those segments of film together and make one movie out of it. You know, um, and that's what the movie was essentially about. And like the one, the one that I actually saw. Uh, because I don't think you can even rent them anymore. I, don't, I think they've been taken off the shelves, and they're no longer a thing that you can actually. You have to find them. They're cult classics, and they're. When I say them that way, maybe just cults watch them. I don't know, but I know that I saw one uh, one version of it or one tape uh, way back in the day, um, where you know you had. I, I remember seeing a firing squad. I remember seeing a. Um, I think there was someone who had gotten, you know, someone who was water skiing and they got hit by a boat. Um, but they were like in the water, and so you couldn't really see them. Hey, yeah, I mean, and and the fact I was watching it, it wasn't like a, something I sought out. It was something that um, my, you know, a bunch of friends they had found it. It was a novelty. They put it on, and I think if I could speak for all of us, I felt like we were all kind of disgusted at the end of it. Like, I didn't feel good about it, and I definitely was not going to watch it again or pursue anything else like that. I was like, I felt disgusted. And it wasn't like people who were actively seeking out to kill people. It was just, here's a bunch of morbid film reels, you know, of people who died. Uh, and I don't know if it was real or not. You know, I don't know if these were staged or, or whatever it was, because it could have very well been that. Um, uh, and it ended, uh, strangely enough, it ended with a guy talking about you know because it ended it ended very strangely i'm not even going to go into how it ended it was just strange and violent and and odd and not something that i would choose to even call entertainment you know it wasn't for me it just wasn't for me um but i didn't see anything more uh violent on that even though it looked real uh then you know what I have seen on on some games, but I I did not have the same reaction. You know I didn't have the same reaction in gaming, and again it's I feel like it's just because the that that uh, that uh, suspension of reality or suspension of belief. I don't I didn't attach anything that happened in the games to to reality, um, and it it wasn't like an actual person, and it wasn't like I got any kind of. Uh, satisfaction out of that violence necessarily uh, because like somebody died it was more like oh I had to blow that up it blew up I was like yeah I blew it up you know so hey what's going on <laughs> my husband popped by to wave yes. into the connect <laughs> well I was reading a script and so I, I could see him in the top corner so <laughs> um, yes very well we were getting too intense anyway I'm glad he stopped by yeah <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Yeah. He brought us back to reality. So. <laughs> no, we were we were talking about how the violence in TV shows and games is so much more visceral than video games because the movies and TV shows are closer to real life. So the amount of disbelief that you have to suspend is more narrow. Sorry, I'm just catching up my husband, everybody. Yes, very quick. Very quick. So, yeah. and we were talking about that until games look as lifelike as movies, you're never going to have as like 
physical a reaction to the violence. And also, most games, you're the hero. So everything you do is justified and fine, and you're still a good person. Whereas sometimes the games that are most upsetting and get controversy, you're not the hero, and there's no redeeming qualities. And right. those are the sort of games where their violence is no longer acceptable. Like, there's a game where you're a trench coat mafia guy going and just shooting up the police in schools and whatever. And that game has zero redeeming qualities, and everybody hated it because they're not the hero. They're just some douchebag. So yeah, that's people. that's kind of like where we're leaning towards that video games, even though they might have a mature rating or whatever, are never going to be as bad as a mature rated TV show or movie because those sort of things have a, a more instant emotional connection with you, the viewer, because you're not having to suspend disbelief because of the graphics not looking You should real. be able to play Manhunt before you watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. My my Amanda's husband is giving us the 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 what for Frank was Yeah. My Special correspondent. I have to tell them because they can't hear you. <laughs> my my special husband is Frank. special correspondent Frank. My husband is saying <laughs> that uh, in his bathrobe <laughs> is saying. <laughs> yeah, you can look him up. He's bathrobe brawler on Xbox. That's for real. Not even a joke. Um, <laughs> he was saying that in Japan, their films and TV shows are way more violent than ours are, but they are an extremely nonviolent society. And he postulates that it's because their violence is more like Quentin Tarantino-esque, where it's so bizarre, it's like impossible. Yeah. Uh, you know, where it's just not pros like not like plausible. There's not that much blood in a body. Exactly. And so you're almost getting the same video game effect where you're suspending way too much disbelief that it's not going to affect your behavior in any way. Well, we don't want to offend uh, all the Second Amendment uh, gun-toting, red-blooded Americans. Um, that's definitely not where we were going with that. Um, not getting political, just but but totally see the point, though. You know what I mean? Because uh, Australia... But Australia also has a... Japan. Japan. Well, I, I, yeah, but I, I, I meant uh, to go into... Because well, Japan has its own strange and quirky... Uh, they have they have vending machines that sell underwear. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, he said they have vending machines that sell underwear. So maybe. Eh. <laughs> yeah. In a yeah. repressed society, I mean, their society is a little bit repressed. Um, and again, I, I, I don't want to offend anyone that's in Japan that may be listening to this dubbed. <laughs> uh, he was also adding that in games there, if you can make a choice to be a bad guy, uh, like Renegade in Mass Effect, yeah. that people react to you in, a, in, in kind. So right. 
there are often consequences for being a bad guy in games. Whereas in yeah. films, because it's passive media, you're just consuming whatever the storyline is. You have, yeah. you know, you have zero sense of agency and there's no consequence, you know, for you personally. Right. Yeah. So, and they typically don't give you that choice. You know, you're, you're either, you're good or you're anti-hero, but, um, but you're still kind of good and everything can be justified. And you, you know, when he, him saying that brings up a really good point. Like for me, I played Renegade, all hardcore Renegade in Mass Effect. And I was also, I was a gray Jedi, but I was mostly Sith in KOTOR. So by the end of the game, I didn't even pull out my, uh, I didn't even pull out my lightsaber. It was pretty much just stealing people's life in Force Storm. So, where I killed everyone. But, yeah, lots of, uh, that's, that's, that got uh, deep, eh? It did get deep, quick. Yeah, I think that 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 bears. There's more. There's more conversation there. And, and like I said, if you if you have any thoughts on this, you know, be sure to leave it in the comments. Uh, I think it's 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 a topic that's not going anywhere for the most part. Uh, I think it's only going to continue to be debated while games continue to get closer and closer to virtual reality. You know, uh, where we get closer and closer to simulating life and uh, as it gets to that you know i think that we'll see more of an effect on what we consume as entertainment and how it affects our real life you know so uh and i think it's going to have some really interesting maybe terrifying implications as it gets more technolo technologically advanced so you're probably right yeah things that we haven't even thought of yet so anyway so, our last segment, every every week that we have these shows, we, we do a featured favorite segment where we bring up one of our favorite games of all time, and it can be from any genre, it can be from any um, any generation of, of, uh, of gaming. And so, today, uh, Amanda, what is your featured favorite game? I'm going to have to go with City of Heroes. I know you can't nice. play it anymore. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. There are lots of games that you can't play anymore. You know? <laughs> the servers are down. It's officially not a thing that you can play anymore. But uh, it was a really good game. The character creation was kind of leaps and bounds what the character creation was in other MMOs at the time. You know, I really enjoyed it. I made lifetime friends playing the game. And it was kind of the first time that I had ever played an MMO. So it, you know, it was kind of defined the genre for me. I have played WoW and I've played matrix online and i played star wars online and i played star trek online and i've played loads and loads and loads of online games but none of them to the extent that i ever played that one so um for many reasons not least of which i've listed i would definitely have to put that firmly in the favorites pile yeah i you know i never played it uh it definitely piqued my interest but it was right there at the time when I wasn't quite sold on MMOs. I didn't think that MMOs were something I wanted to be a part of. I, I was like, I don't have the time for that. I definitely could not justify a monthly fee to pay to play a game, and so I, it was not a not a game for me. Um, but I, in a way, I do regret actually not playing it um, because it it was um, it was well received and critically acclaimed. So. Uh, for me, uh, it's going to be a game that uh, I don't know that was overly... I mean, it's very popular if you played it and if you had a Sega CD, as we discussed it earlier. 
I thought it would be only appropriate that I list Sega. a Sega CD game. Ooh. Sega. Sega. Um, but uh, the game that I'm going to choose for my uh, featured favorite this week is Dark Wizard. Um, I wrote an article on it, uh, one of the first articles that I wrote for Temple of Geek, as one of my top five favorite games of all time. Uh, of And I think I it was a top five game that's underrated or something to that effect. Anyway, it got erased uh, when we redid our, our website. Um, but Dark Wizard was a game where you got to pick between four playable characters. Each one of them had their own skills. They had their own armies. Um, so you, you know, you got to pick between, um, you got a, I know you had someone, she was, she was a, like a female knight, uh, you got kind of like a, a, a male knight, um, a sorceress, and then you could also be a vampire. And I played the, uh, the leader of the army, uh, her name was Robin. I played her, and then I played, uh, Amon, or Amon. I can't remember how you said his name. Uh, he was a vampire, and so Robin, she had uh, you. Every every group had their four main human characters, and you had uh, you know like humans, you had uh, halflings, you had hobbits or something like that, and then you had elves. No dwarves and elves. Look at that cat. <laughs> he's um, a good boy. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Um, Anyway, so you had four human characters, and as you leveled up each one of yours, I think you had 25 total people or, or people in your army. You could have, uh, with Robin, you could have griffins, you could have, um, I think you could have a particular type of dragon, and e each of the four characters had their own types of dragons. I think, like, the the um, vampire had an undead dragon. Uh, I think maybe... I can't Sweet. Remember if, yeah, it was really cool, and... Uh, you had to go from castle to castle, and each one of the four characters had a different storyline. So you, it had a lot of replayability. Um, with each of your twenty-five character or twenty-five army people or people in your army, whether it was a griffin or whether it was a halfling or whether it was a human, they would evolve as they leveled up. So they level up to a certain point, and then you could uh, increase or improve their class. So whatever their class was, and and uh, and like a. A dwarf might make a really good priest and a really good warrior, but a terrible berserker or something. And, uh, you know, or a human might make a good berserker and priest, but a terrible healer or something. Um, you only got experience if that particular army... And it was, it was kind of a real-time strategy game. So you had your castle, you had your main person in the castle, and each one of your moves you could bring out another one of your people from your army. Once you had all 25 of them out, you moved them down, and you could attack uh, their army as they were sending them to you. So it was, I mean, I'm, it was definitely a little bit rudimentary. Each one of the uh, uh, fights had its own cinematic. So, like, if you had a one of your human or dwarf characters fighting a, a wyvern or fighting a griffin or fighting a manticore or whatever it might be, there would you would you would bring them together, then it would cut to some kind of um, animated scene where those two would fight and you'd get to see you know how many hit points you hit off or whatever like that and then either it would die or it might even level up and if it did maybe it would evolve or increase their class and you could get to see that as well that kind of made it take a little bit more time uh so you could cut that part of it out if you wanted to uh but it had a lot of replayability it was probably the best game it to me in my opinion it was the best game on sega cd which is not necessarily high praise 
considering there weren't a whole lot of really good games on the Sega CD. There were a few. Um, but to me, it was top of its class. It's gotten pretty good reviews. Uh, off, you know, when it came out, it got good reviews. And, uh, um, and it had, it had a lot of, there was, there were still, there was still, I mean, much of it was linear gameplay, but you had choices as to what directions you wanted to go. You could actually go back into, uh, while you're actually, uh, on your conquest in the, in the, uh, battle map, there were little towns, little hamlets around and you could take one of your characters into that hamlet and you could buy weapons uh you could talk to people in the town and get information uh and it would actually help you f uh further on and kind of tells more to the story because there actually was a story to it um but uh, anyway my favorite game uh on the sega cd easily and my featured favorite this week so. boom boom find an emulator one that one that's legal and that you paid for and play it well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda again for this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you like this and want to see more from us, you can support us on Patreon at patreon slash templeofgeek. Any questions or comments, feel free to email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. Please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download and rate us, because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See ya.